Welcome to the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is where accomplishment and harmony coexist. Now, here's your host and Spa Life curator, Diane Halfman. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is a lifestyle that accepts that accomplishment and harmony coexist. The spa and spa life, the SPA, is for seek power always, that power within you to do your deeper work here in the world. I am so thrilled to have a dear friend and a wonderful person in the world, Renee Teller, who was a single mom who had a vision for the life she wanted for herself and her son. She pursued that vision with unwavering determination and by doing so was able to make it to the top of a male-dominated industry and then retire by age 38. Now, pull the car over, people, if you didn't hear this. How many of you would like to be retired by the age of 38? So we don't listen up here to Renee. That is the power of having a purpose behind your pursuits. Renee, welcome to the show. Oh gosh, Diane, that that sounded amazing to me. Like, who wrote that? <laughs> um, who wrote that story, right? Uh, and that is so true, right? What I love about what you do is, and and we're in a in a group together, a great group where we talk about our stories, and uh, I love that. It's fun to go back and listen to our stories that we've lived and created and learned from more than anything, right? Yeah, so absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's so fun to be here with you this morning. Uh, yeah, I love it. I said this morning and then I'm like, wait a minute, it's morning for you. It's afternoon for me. <laughs> coast to coast stuff right. is amazing. What we get to do and the space we get to live in today, Diane. Uh, oh my it, gosh. It's, it's so it's brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I love being with you. And I love when you talk about that having a purpose behind your pursuits. And have you always known your purpose? No, no. What I love that you just said, though, is your purpose behind your pursuit. I always had a pursuit, but I never knew my real purpose until I've done a video and I say where your heart and your head converge. That's where you... So I lived those early years, as so many of us do, in my head gifting, right? In the skill set that I think I was born with, which I'm a CPA. Um, I'm a numbers person. I was in finance. I'm a left brain thinker. I would say a left brain head and a right brain heart. Um, because where those two things converge is where I found my sweet spot, right? Mm. But I had to get my left brain, my head skill set to stop long enough. And that's when I found, really found my true purpose. Mm. I did find my purpose in the pursuit that I was doing with you know reason and rationale, which as you opened with, I was a single mom. And that devastated me because I grew up in a very strict religion family and that didn't happen. And not only did I lose my relationship with my son's father, but I lost my relationship with my whole family, mm-hmm. right? My world really came crashing to the ground which, by the way, wasn't enough for me to find my purpose, Diane. I, had, I was in pursuit, in right. pursuit of survival. It's in survival mode. Right. So there's so much around that, right? And did I think I was living my purpose? I guess not. At that time in my life, I knew I was in pursuit 
to be sure we could survive, right? right. I'm a mom with one child and and so many people, I think, Diane, that you and I talked to today are in that space, right? I'm just trying to survive. I don't have time to figure out what my purpose is. I just need to survive. And sometimes we need to do that. Sometimes right. we need to just, yeah, you've just got to survive right now. And all this stuff about finding your true purpose, it will come. It will come because as you and I know, every piece of our story serves us into the space that we ultimately live and uh, excel in or prosper in, in in just every way of life, right? right. Absolutely. And what I love about your ability to go back to your foundation, because a lot of our listeners may be in that place. And so many times they look at, you know, either you or I and really think like, okay, they got it all together. They are successful and they don't realize our origin stories and, and how, you know, what was the path in getting there. And, you know, for those who, who don't know some of this, I love how you talk about the left and right brain, because not only have you worked as a CPA, but you've been partners in in a real estate development firm, you know, CEO of Wellness Center. And after your mom's terminal cancer journey, that was started after that, right? So like you did a lot of things that were in numbers and then you went into wellness and then you also do commercial construction with your husband, Peter. So there's a lot of different hats that you've worn and a lot of places that you've gone. And I love because some people will be like, well, how does that add up? They all seem very different. And I think that there is lessons in the leap right? Where you can go from left brain to right brain and back again. Um, how was some of those transitions for you? Because being you know, in very traditional business, CPA and building and those kind of things, and then into wellness, what was that transition like for you? <laughs> I'm still transitioning. The wellness center was, I think, 20 years old last year. Wow. And you know what I said? And this is why you just... You know, you hear all the things about trust the process, trust the journey. Those are correct statements, right, Diane? When you are in the right space of being still and listening, that's when you can trust. If somebody isn't open and their eyes, ears, heart, mind are not open, maybe they shouldn't be trusting whatever's happening. But if if you are in that space and your your heart is right you know i always said i didn't do everything right but my heart was always right and so everything is going to work together for good when really your heart is in the right place and so when i left and went into the wellness world and i have i'm one of five girls i not sure if you were uh, there once on stage when I told my story about how I'm the second born to a family of five girls. And the youngest went into the wellness business with me. That was her passion from the get-go. She was in that field in college. You know, she's an exercise physiologist and um, nutritionist, and that was part of it. But my, my mindset at that time was all about body, mind, soul, right? Helping people totally be well. Um, that transition, so she came after I finished working with Wall Street guys. Now you can imagine, <laughs> I opened this center. I'd been at 5.30 a.m. meetings for 13 years at a conference room table in suits, pumps, 
fat, you know, the whole nine yards. And now I'm in a wellness center and I'm walking in in my, you know, sneakers or whatever every day. But I was still Wall Street Renee, right? And my sister was like, who is this? I don't know this sister, right? I mean, she hadn't watched me grow in that 15-year career. And I had become all the things you need to be to survive in that business. So when you say, what was that transition like? It was like re-entry from Space Center, you know, Cape Canaveral, <laughs> whole nine yards. And it wasn't, it was a, it was a splash. And, and of course, all our staff were wellness center people. Right. So I'm this, you know, person at the head and they're in meetings with me and they're like, we can't do this. <laughs> so I always laugh at God when I think that he really allowed me into that whole wellness world to fix me, to get me back to the real Renee and the real purpose. And again, come in full circle to what we're talking about. These steps in our journey, these stories that make up our lives are exactly our purpose, right? So then I've been able to become, you know, the kinder, gentler Renee, but you have that story, that 15 years of, I call it Wall Street career that that just anchors me. And yet I'm able to take the good from it and then take the good from my wellness world. And, you know, that's kind of the space I live in right now. We've talked about that, where we are right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I love how you are, you do intentional living, right? There is, and we talk about deliberate living, right? And we'll talk a little bit more exactly. of what you've created in that. But in being conscious about how you're creating your life, you've got certain like morning practices and rituals and things that you actually do that bring you more into that present moment and really looking at what is feeding your soul and what's working. Can you share some of those practices and things that you do that actually um, allow you to be more intentional? Yeah, the first thing I think, Diane, and I've always been this way, but now I use it in a different way. I use the skill set I had of numbers and rigidity, you know, for good. So the first thing I like to teach everyone... I love that rigidity for good. (laughs) Right? Right? So true. Because I think today, especially with the bombardment of all the technology that all of us have coming at us, we tend to be like the pinball machine, right? You let the ball go and everybody just gets swatted but why, by whatever hit them in that moment, in that day, in that week, in that year, instead of being more deliberate about their lives. I have always been very deliberate. It comes from my, you know, kind of my left brain ability, I think. Um, but now to use it in uh, a much better, more full way of taking my spirit self and my purposeful Renee and kind of pinning that down into rigidity. Because, you know, when you talk to the, the spiritual, the people who that that's really their whole world, they tend to really shy away from that. I think that there's a place in the middle again where these things converge. So what happened with me after, so the wellness center happened and I did that. And then I was diagnosed with the cancer that took my mom's life. And so there's a whole story around that. 
She was 65 when she died. And then five years ago, I was diagnosed with that same cancer. And where I thought, and this is after the wellness center had existed, and where I thought I had evolved so wonderfully and fully in becoming a better version of myself, I went into a tailspin, Diane. I was certain that at 55, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna die of the same thing my mom did. It's an incurable, untreatable cancer. Nothing works. Renal cell carcinoma. And I was really forced to really get into my brain, right? Into understanding neuroscience and understanding how my brain worked because I I was in the wellness field. I knew I could beat this. And yet my brain was saying, no, you're going to die. You're going to die in surgery. I mean, the things that were going on, they were even, you know, you're listening to them and you're saying, how, how could you think you were going to die? That's how powerful our brains are, right? Yeah. It was just playing me back five years of my mom. So what I did, what I think I got, and what I loved from that journey is really the completeness of my wellness world, which is body, mind, soul. And I understood more fully how powerful my mind was. You know, you knew it before, but when you go through something where you think you're going to die, like you start getting it quick. So in answer to the morning ritual, at that time, I told myself, that's it, Renee. There is no more waking up in the morning and hitting the ground running. I mean, I prided myself in that, Diane. Like, you get up, you know what your day's going to be like, you hit the ground running, you... Not even allowed. I'm not even allowed to let my feet hit the ground. So you're talking about, well, what are your practices, Renee? Until I sit still, sit still in that bed for five minutes Mm. and get myself grounded before my feet get grounded just but sometimes i mean when i start people on this because i have a course i call calming the chaos because that was my life i say two minutes three minutes right imagine because so many of us that alarm goes off what do we do if we don't hit snooze (laughs) if we don't hit snooze so that that was so important for untraining me. So I sit still for those two or three or five minutes. And then when I get up, I meditate. That's the, you know, I then make it a little longer, but I get myself in a chair and I make myself. And it's it's still, even after, you know, five years of doing this religiously, it's still hard for me. I want it. I wanna. The Renee is trained to get up and run, right? I had to be in a meeting at five thirty every morning, hair done, suit pumps, you know, nylons, the whole thing. But what the tumor allowed me to do was it gave me permission, Diane, that no, Renee, it is time to focus on yourself, and to the listeners. You don't wait for that time. You learn from my story because I had to be given a life-threatening illness to reach my hard-headedness. You don't need to do that, right? You can learn from Diane and I. You can learn from our experiences 
that it is so important. And I gave myself permission and everybody listening needs to give yourself permission for some time in the morning, some time to ground yourself and be still. And that's where when you say, did you know your purpose? I didn't have time to listen to it, did I, Diane? I didn't have time to hear it. And now I hear it every single day, right? right. I, I hear it. I get the download from above. Right. And my life will never be the same. And I will not give up that practice. Mm-hmm. It was almost like I was saved from that disease. And it's now my obligation. I don't have the right to take that from the universe or from myself anymore. Right. So that's a piece of my morning ritual is that there is a time. And for me, it's a lot of time. I tell myself before 10 a.m., I don't have to work. Now, is there mornings that I do? I do because I, I want to or I love to. But I needed to get my restorative self back. I needed all that time in the morning and permission that you're not allowed to work until you do all these things in the morning. Right. It's so important. You know, it's so ingrained that hit the run, you know, ground running and the early bird gets the worm and just, you know, all of these things. But we've seen, you know, time and time again that when we don't listen to our body, that when we don't ground ourselves, that we don't have some of these practices, that dis-ease, right? Dis-ease, we're not in ease ease of our life that is not coming up. Those are wake-up calls. Those are things that are telling us, hey, something is not in alignment with how we are living our life and what that happens. And so I love that you recognize that and you were willing to make some of those shifts. And I know when I first started doing meditative practices and prayers in the morning, it's like, it's challenging to sit there. So when, you know, those first couple minutes, your mind just oh goes into gosh. so many different things. I don't call it the monkey mind for no reason. It's <laughs> wacky, you know, yeah. but to just know that if you can just get past those things and then you start really getting into your deeper wisdom and really being guided more. And then you actually become more efficient in utilizing that. And I think it's so important in doing that. And all of these things have really led up to where you are today, where you're a life strategist, right? You're working with motivated, ambitious individuals and helping them to realize their life purpose And I love that you also add in that having an executable plan, right? It's not one thing just to think Mm -hmm. about it, right? It's like, what's the plan? I think that's a little bit of of the CPA, Renee, coming through of having some structure and systems. I love that, right? And having a plan to actually achieve it. So I'd love for you to talk about how are you helping people discover their life plan because people may not come to you actually knowing what that is, right? And I'd like you to also speak about us having just like this one life and how you actually, and I love the words that you use in terms of making it spectacular. So, mm. Wow, that's a lot. I, um, is. I, I think what's most important is that when you say, how do you go about doing this? The first thing I do with my clients, and actually it's funny, since we scheduled this call, I have two clients here that are spending four days with me So I am now all about really, and it's funny that my name begins with R-E, because if you could think of an R-E word, that's what I'm about. Restoration, rest, reignite, all those words that come to mind, rebirth, you know, I'm trying to get people to this place where 
they can catalog their stories, right? Their experiences, their life, and then pull out of them what pieces of that bring them joy and fulfillment. And I have a series of questions I call them, and and they're, and they're not they're not new to like to me. I didn't invent them. Like everybody asks thought-provoking questions, right? What keeps you up at night? What what is it that you wake up in the middle of the night? That you know. So I go through this this series of things. What makes you cry? What brings you you know just and it's different for all of us, right? I mean, I I have this thing where I can't. It pains me to see people on the street, right? It just it pains me. Like, and other people can walk right by, and I don't. I don't say like, well, well, geez, you should all have my compassion for that thing. Point is, I have that compassion because that's a place I'm supposed to serve. If you don't have compassion for that, trust me, you have something else, right? right? So it's not like you're bad because you don't worry about the people in the street, you know? So it's that kind of questioning and unearthing of of their individuality, of their personal greatness, of their personal thing that is inside of them. And oftentimes, whether we know it or not, like people say to me, how did you end up as a CPA and a finance person? You're so not that. Well, I I am. I mean, I'm very like you, Diana. And I love us talking about organization. You know, I'm very organized and, you know, everything's got a system, right? Finance people, accounting people, people who run businesses, no businesses run without rigid systems. So I love to create systems for people's lives that work for them, that actually free them and don't make it more rigid, right? So this one life that you have has a purpose. There is no doubt. And I almost think it's uh, the technology, everything in my world, everything in the world can be used for good and bad. I think we see it. I think we all know it, right? Nothing is all one way. And it depends on who gets a hold of it and uses it. I mean, we talk about the deep, dark web, right? There's a whole thing going on. Right. Unfortunately, the technology. But with all this bombardment of information, I feel like it's hurting our humanness, right? It's Mm. forcing people to not even know who they are. Right? right? The social media and wanting to be and wanting this and wanting that. So the first thing I like to do is take you away from your environment. So I'm all about retreats, mm-hmm. the RE word. I'm all about whether it's an individual retreat for me or I do group retreats, getting people away from that environment where I can then help you facilitate you tapping into you you tapping into your greatness and then getting it down on a piece of paper and ultimately turning it into an executable plan. So I don't believe that you can do that alone or in the space that you're already in. You've got to remove yourself from your day to day. Right. I wholeheartedly believe that. You know, there's something about that whole physician heal thyself, right? Because you can do so much 
for. And I think this is what keeps people back from actually getting the deeper support is they're like, well, but I do this for other people, right? I can help everyone else with this. And some of these questions are things that we even say to other people. But when we say them to ourselves, it somehow doesn't trickle in deep enough and you don't get perspective enough from that. So you and I are soul sisters on that about getting out of your environment and really looking at things from a different perspective where you've got you know, a coach or a mentor that actually sees you and can really walk you through that kind of process to really look at yourself in a way that you maybe have never even seen before. Yeah, no question. And no question. We were created to be relational beings, right? We were created to do anything by ourselves. And we have so many soul entrepreneurs in the world. And I say, like, they need, you know, somebody to bounce things off of the best things in all my years of business, in whether it's Wall Street kind of business or Wellness Center, all the best things came out of meetings, right? People don't like them. I'm a big meeting person. And you know, as I said, one of my sisters was in the wellness center. She'd be like, I, I just think we meet too long. And what I learned is that one diamond, that one diamond in the rough is going to come out of one of those meetings one day. And and in the wellness center, it surely did. We created a proprietary program that changed our business, you know, flipped it on its head and made it extremely profitable. We're the go-to person in that space, you know, in our community. And it wouldn't have happened if we didn't remove ourselves. We were at a retreat, we removed ourselves. I mean, I've been doing life that way. So to get to that one spectacular life that you want to live, you've got to take the time. Got to take the time to remove yourself, to let it come to you. It will come to you. You'll get the wisdom when you're still enough to listen. Right. Absolutely. It's it's so important to get out of your environment to really look at things from a, a different perspective. And you know, in talking about environment, one of the things I love to ask of my guests is because our environment is important. How we create that, we have different experiences in our office versus our kitchen and our bedroom. And so, I'd love to know what is your favorite room in your home and why. Well, so funny you should ask. I was just talking about this this morning. I have a room I call the Disney room. And it's really interesting what happens around the Disney. And everybody's got different opinions or, you know, to some people, it's just total chaos and it's absolutely no fun. And I think some of it came from what it was for me growing up, right? What it meant for me. And I won't get into that. But I have been a Disney fan and so much so that I didn't even realize when I was shooting, when I shoot video with my videographer, they came to Disney once when I was doing an event there and shot me there. And they, so the cliche is we want Disney Renee, we want Disney Renee. (laughs) So I have a room in my home. It's got a piano in it, which, you know, I I come from a musical family. I'm not so inclined, but my son is a songwriter singer in New York. But I love, you know, love music. And it's just all Disney. It's Disney art. It's Disney people. And that's where I go to meditate. And that's where I seem to just let myself 
down, right? I take off all the the shields and the, you know, whatever. And I just let the real Renee be. Right. So my Disney room is my favorite room. You know, it's got comfy chairs and, you know, I live on a beautiful lake and I look out the window at the lake. And, but that's, that's my room where I go to make it all. Yeah. I love that. All the magic, all the magic happened. I was just going to say, when I think of Disney, I think of imagination. I, you know, think of, you know, just uh, magic and I have great, you know, family memories growing up too, where it was just this sense of awe. And you're right, people, it's interesting. I always like have to kind of turn my head when people don't have a a magical experience associated with that. And I know that there's a lot of behind the scene reasons why some people have that, that, feeling and experience, but you know, there's always that, right? It's not always a hundred percent anything, but I think it's what you choose, right? What you choose to have it be and, and what that looks like. So I love that that is a magical place for you that you get to have in your place. So, yeah. um, well, and from, from every angle, Diane, because yeah. think about when, when I put my business hat on, I am fascinated with a guy that created a place where 80-year-old people run around with ears on their head and nobody looks twice, right? You get in there just watching the space. Right. So fascinated by Walt Disney himself and the vision that he set in motion, again, which is a testament to all of us. You know, what our purpose here is on earth may not be to make it all happen. It may be to light the fire under the torch that does something like that. So it just all the way around. It's it's my jam, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Well, you and I could be talking all day long and I just, I love like this yeah. topic and what we're up to. And I know that our listeners are going to want to stay connected with you and you have a special gift, part of your deliberate living. I'd love for you to share. Yeah, so... One of the biggest things for me when I'm working with my clients is to understand the value of our time and then managing that time, right? And it's a big part of where I start with people really honing in on creating a spectacular life because we all have 168 hours in a week. Doesn't matter who you are, we all have the same amount of time and it's how we use it and what we do with it that is going to make or break our life. So I have a course that I do. And if you want to get onto Facebook and search for deliberate living, living the life you love, we can get you in that group because we're going to be starting to go through that course. And if you're too excited to wait for Diane's listeners only, if you send me an email, Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at ReneeTeller.com, I'll send you that course for free to get started and go through that little setup that I have of the the beginnings, right, of how to make an executable plan for your life. Understanding your time, how you use it, and more importantly, how you're going to use it after this call, right, Diane? Nice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so yeah. much. That's so generous because it does start with awareness around how you're spending your time and, and what that looks like. So definitely to our listeners, you're going to want to grab that. And Renee, I just want to thank you so much for your wisdom and for being here. And do you have any final thoughts for our audience? 
I think if I gave you uh, two things to walk away with and where to start, Diane, it would be to be still in the morning, to take that time and ask for two questions. If you believe in something bigger than yourself, if you believe in a higher power, which is where I think it all starts, when you're still, you ask for that power to be in the room with you to fill your every molecule and cell and soul. And then you ask it to impart wisdom. And that's what I do. The wisdom that you're going to get is going to mostly come from the reason that you're here, from the reason that you were created and purposed. And you're going to get most wisdom by asking for it. So be still and listen. I love that. Thank you so much. So great oh, connecting welcome. with you. And you I, too. I love your work, what you're doing in the world, and um, just super excited for to see where we go from here, right? I know, Diane. Exactly. Exactly, honey. All right. So great. All right. Thank you yeah. so much. And for our listeners, we were just here talking about time and we know that you know time is all of our most precious resource. And so we so appreciate you taking some of that time to be here with us Absolutely. today. And I would love for you, you know, whatever platform you're listening to, to put into the comments, what's something you're taking away? What was an aha for you? What are you going to do? We talked about having some action about where are you going from here? So please put that in there. Tag both Renee and I. We'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. And then you know we want to have more messages like this getting out in the world. So please subscribe to the show. Listen to several of the, if not all of the podcasts and just put in... Yeah you know, to rate and review because that's how it gets out in the world and to really share it and tag some of your friends because that really does make a difference because that's us being intentional about building community and really getting out there in the world. We do it together. It's not isolated in a bubble. So just want to thank you guys all for being here. Until we connect again, live your spa life. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Your host and spa life curator, Diane Halfman, wants you to know you can download her free guide to start living your spa life right now. Go to dianehalfman.com and click on the link for the nine secrets to step into your spa life. Now, live your spa life where accomplishment and harmony coexist.